For the kingdom belongs to his sheep And your life is in the hands Of a God who never sleeps Fear not, little lamb For the kingdom belongs to his sheep And your life is in the hands of a God who never sleeps. Hey, and welcome back to Tending Lambs. I'm Katie. I'm Abby. And I'm Amanda. And today we are having a welcome back conversation to ring in the new year and uh, get you guys ready for the new season. So, new yeah. season. And, <clears throat> and welcome back, Amanda. You guys may remember Amanda from the one episode. I think it was one episode she did while filling in for Abby, who was at that point on maternity leave and is no longer on maternity leave but definitely has a baby so i definitely do (laughs) i do have one of those yeah how's that going oh it's good he is like such a like quintessential second child like so chill so easy just like minds his own business he's rolling over like a champ already so you know like just Cruising into, I guess he's not even a newborn anymore. He's four months old, so. Yeah. Sleeping through the night most of the time. Uh, just a uh, little baby. If Calvin had been sleeping through the night at four months. I know. Every two. <laughs> Life I would have been so different. still have more sanity to this day. <laughs> I know. I, exactly. I lost a lot of my sanity those first however many months with Evie. I was just reminiscing the other day about my almost two-year-old and how awful it was when she was eight months old and she was just hitting me and would not go to sleep no matter what placation we had. Is that a word? Placation? Anyway. Yeah. Placate. Is it? To Google. (laughs) (laughs) It's to placate, right? That's what you meant. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. It is. It is a word. All right. It's a word. I do that all the time. Clark is like, that's not a word. I'm like, I don't, I can tell you the definition, but pretty sure. It is a word. I'm using it in the right way. (laughs) That's all I know. (laughs) Oh, so Amanda, why don't you kind of reintroduce yourself to the audience? Just a little bit about who you are. Mm, Okay. Well, I am, um, a very popular fill-in guest, obviously, with my one episode. <laughs> and I i don't know. I'm an OG Tending Lambs follower. Hey. I, I knew Katie for some reason on the interwebs and mm. um, was kind of getting into gentle parenting around the time that she started the podcast. Actually, funnily enough, I literally almost messaged Katie and was like, hey, do you want to do a podcast with me? <laughs> Not necessarily about um, 
gentle parenting, but uh, about something else maybe. But anyway, so that was funny. But yeah, I am a mom. I work from home doing marketing and I have two daughters. One of them is five. The other one is almost two. And yeah, what else about me? That's a short about me. I like to read. <laughs> I like long walks on the beach. I like long walks on the beach. Amanda, what? I'm a Gemini. <laughs> I don't even know what I am. That's hilarious. Aquarius. <laughs> Sorry. Go ahead, Abby. You were going to say something. I was going to say, Amanda is the one who took our like Tending Lambs Facebook page um, beautification to the next level. She helped us oh. like. Thank you. Pull our, you know what, together big time. Are you know when she came on board, and Amanda was there to witness uh, mine and Katie's uh, gentle parenting escapade a few months ago. Yeah, <laughs> we parented our children together, which we did an episode about. Wait, what are you talking about? Remember when we all got together in October? Oh, okay, okay, that and Calvin and Evie were. <laughs> oh yeah struggling to become friends (laughs) I was like I'm so glad I didn't bring my children this would have been hilarious (laughs) hilarious is one word painful is Is another another? one (laughs) my two-year-old is like I'm gonna hit you I'm gonna hit you right now and see what happens (laughs) thankfully Calvin has actually progressed a lot since that point especially since um since going to school and kind of becoming a little bit more acclimated to mm-hmm. social situations and also like just it really helps to know that not everybody likes being like wrestled with you know and he really <laughs> he really got that i think pretty quickly after unfortunately after evie was no longer here it was like in the weeks like since that that he really started to understand it but yeah that's okay we'll just try it again here in a couple months yeah that'll be good heck yeah so um why don't we talk a little bit just about the last few months for us over the christmas break and um or just over the holidays, how things have been going parenting wise and maybe highlight some of the things that we feel um, have gone really well, like things that we've learned. Um, And then we can go into, you know, what the season's going to look like from there. Why don't you go first, Katie, since you're always asking us questions. Okay. Well, this last few weeks in particular has been really rough. Uh, I mean, it's been really good, but it's just been very, very full. Um, and we, Calvin and I started back school. So I'm in the older class with like nine to 11 year olds and he's in his toddler class, which he loves and he's been napping really well. Um, but I've been learning a lot, actually, by um, by being in class with the older kids and um, being a bit uh, maybe stricter 
than I normally would tend to be. And I don't think it's a bad thing, actually. I think it's it's been a really good learning experience for me to learn how to follow through and to to kind of be in a position where, you know, at, at the house, you can kind of get away with being a little bit lazy sometimes, if that makes sense, like not following through. But at school, it's really impossible to do that. You kind of, um, you all eyes are on you, you know, and you have a lot of like parents to answer to and another teacher in the classroom to answer to. And so you've kind of got to follow through on the things that you uh, say. And that's been really good. I've also been, um, you know, learning how to balance working outside of the home and connecting with Calvin and Cornet in the afternoons and evenings. It's actually been tougher than I thought it would be. Um, because I really, after a full day of being really on at school, I just want to come home and like zone out. Um, and I can't do that. And so it's been, you know, it's been a really stretching experience um, to do that. And I really, and I really empathize now with all the, before, (laughs) before I was a parent and I was, uh, an assistant in the toddler class, um, you know, of course I could understand parents that were coming to pick up, up their kids and them going to work and all of that. But I really, really empathize with, with them a lot more now. And I can understand like, uh, the difficulties of working and also raising a family, working outside the home in particular, and uh, and raising a family. It's mm. been interesting. So what have been um, some of the bigger challenges moving from a younger classroom to an older classroom? Oh, that's an interesting question. Um, well, you know, at the beginning, when I first started, I was like, man, they need less you know, direct intervention because they're older, they can kind of, you know, they can write, (laughs) Uh, they can do those things. But actually, um, it's just so different. The expectations are so different. And a lot of them are working on going to middle school. And so even in a Montessori classroom, which is like, definitely more child led than like, uh, like a public high school or something like that. Uh, they still have expectations of things that they need to get done in the classroom and stuff. And um, that's a lot more than it is when they're five and six and, you know, four years old. And that's more, um, um, it's more corralling than it is like actual, you know, you're guiding and you're showing, you're giving lessons and stuff, but you're more like, you know, corralling young children that are kind of running all over the place and you're you know trying to get the classroom to be self-sustaining and um so you don't have to do as much corralling but there just naturally is because they're like four you know but with 10 year olds it's way more social interaction and helping them navigate issues with each other it's been really interesting actually to watch them interact so organically with each other. And the, what I mean by that is like, I, as an adult, am so aware 
and maybe this is, I don't know, maybe this is just me, but I'm so aware of how I like, um, feel and how I like, and I can kind of suppress it and move on, but they like are so organic in their explosions, you know, and they're just so like, bah, they just feel things when they feel them. And, you know, you have four-year-olds that are like this, but 10-year-olds, it's on a totally different level. It's like way more interaction with each other and like helping them navigate um, these budding relationships and friendships and stuff and not butting in. Um, but one of the cool things that I really like about Montessori is um, like before the break, uh, there were four kids that were having their two on two kind of ganging up on each other. And I could tell it had been weeks actually since I, well, like since I started, but it had been weeks prior as well, that kind of tensions were brewing and it was really overflowing. They had gotten in a fight the day previously when I was not there. And then this day it just kept bubbling back up and preventing them from doing their work. And I was able as the teacher to like kind of pull them aside into the library and be like, all right you guys are going to talk about this and I'm the ref, you know, I'm not here to talk for you. You don't tell this to me, you tell this to each other. And we were able to kind of take a break from work and actually do that. And that kind of thing just does not happen in a conventional school. Like there's just no time for that. I mean, we spent a solid 15 minutes in there and uh, then I was having to hop around between classrooms for what, some reason that day and I came back um, at the end of the day and they all came up to me so excitedly saying like, wow, we worked through it. We got through, you know, we're friends again. Like, this is cool. And I was like, yeah, that's great. good work guys. And that's something you don't really get with the younger classes either. Yeah, um, that's cool. Yeah. Yeah. But it's definitely challenging and exhausting and, but just really rewarding too. Like, it's kind of like you're describing the opposite of what people's expectations of raising kids is like, it's hard in the beginning. And then when they're teenagers, you know, it's just like, you know, they can talk, they can drive, they can do <laughs> but it's actually, thing. they're dealing with so much more because their brain is growing at such a fast pace and it's going through even more changes. And, yeah. you know, not that it's easy in the younger stages, but it's almost like less, impactful just because the kind of growth that they're going through is just at a different level mm -hmm. it's just a totally different kind of relating to them as people because mm -hmm. they're it was so interesting to me like I have so many observations from the classroom that and and the playground <laughs> that are just so funny to me throughout the day like watching these kids really like it's so easy for grown-ups to like to downplay the things that they're going through like oh that's not important oh that's not a big deal oh you guys just need to chill out this and this and this but it's like it's almost like watching them interact in adult situations but like children because they're having this like and it's so funny because they're they've got all these social things that are happening now and they like each other and they have crushes and they have like fights and things but they're also like i was saying like so intense about it and it's like man this is so huge you know they're imitating their parents they're imitating the people around them 
they're learning how to how this goes you know and they don't really know and it's so funny to see them do things and be like that is 100% imitation like they don't know what's going on right now they're just imitating the way adults do this you know like how they fight with each other or how they talk or how they do this and that is has been really enlightening for me (laughs) that actually reminds me of um my daughter like if she watches something on tv that we don't usually watch and then like next thing you know she's like you know imitating whatever teenager or adult she saw on tv it's like so freaky it doesn't take it takes like such a short amount of time to to influence and like they remember it it it's amazing their memories are magical (laughs) It's, it's weird too and you see it and you're like what and not just like not just like imitate it. I've noticed that with Evie too. She's only two and a half. She imitates it in situations that it's actually like appropriate for. Like yeah. they can't it's not even like she's just walking around quoting a video. It's like she actually knows when to implement. I don't know, it's crazy. It's like mm-hmm. crazy how early that takes root. Yeah. Freaky. Yeah. Definitely. Um Abby, what about you? You've had a huge shift over these last few months. Yeah, it has been huge. It's, you know, it's actually funny. I think I like, I kind of intentionally built it up in my head way bigger than it actually has been. And I kind of did on purpose so that I would be pleasantly surprised if (laughs) things went well. I've been listening to way too much Janet Lansbury, who... (laughs) has convinced me that having a sibling is like the most traumatic thing I could do to my child. Um, (laughs) Not even. I'm kind of kidding, but no, really listening to her and all these parents who call in and like their child just changes so drastically after a sibling is born. And she's like, yeah, they had a sibling, you know, Um, but Evie has actually really taken to her older or her younger brother pretty well and you know I I don't really chalk that up to my parenting to be honest I think it might just be like a temperament thing she's pretty independent anyways um but and her younger brother's you know kind of low maintenance so I think it just kind of worked out that way because I think you could be the best parent in the world and your kid still struggles after a sibling is born um So, yeah, we haven't, honestly, I mean, it's been an adjustment for her, Mm -hmm. um, and it's been an adjustment for me, maybe even more than her, honestly, (laughs) Um, but she seems to have taken to it really well, and I really still try to allow space for her to not be okay with it, and um, I've actually even brought it up with her multiple times I try to kind of regularly like yeah it can be hard to be a big sister you know or things like that mm-hmm. um and there have really only been a couple times that I really felt like that resonated with her so yeah that's been kind of cool to watch I guess um I think two and a half is like my new favorite age ever it's just so much fun she's so funny and like silly and She's starting to like understand humor a little more and <laughs> um, like, you know, 
she'll hear like adult conversations and we'll all laugh and she like kind of fake laughs along with us. Oh now. my gosh, Calvin has been doing that too. <laughs> He's been he'll, doing that too. Yeah. He'll put his hand in front of his mouth and go, oh, 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 yeah. Oh, oh, oh. yeah. Like you are such a goofer. Oh like my you, gosh. you have no idea what we're talking about right now, <laughs> but you just want to be a part of it. It's so sweet. Um, so yeah, that's been really fun. Christmas this year was so much fun. Like just, I don't know. It's like what you, <laughs> hope toddler Christmas will be like like all just the like joy and magic of Christmas was it was really cool to see that from her perspective this year um and it was kind of nice to like focus on the kids you know Abe and I got a few things for each other and it was just kind of simple but I don't know it was it was super fun to like just kind of experience it through her eyes so yeah I'm trying to think what else um I'm reading Siblings Without Rivalry again, just to <laughs> refresh myself, make sure I'm not headed down any wrong paths. But yeah, other than that, it's actually been been pretty good. I will say Jude is a really great sleeper. Um, we did things pretty differently this time than we did with Evie. Evie, you know, we co-slept with her for the first couple months and it was a disaster for me. Um, I know it works for some families, but it just didn't for me. I had really bad postpartum anxiety and the sleep deprivation on top of that was just really unbearable. Um, so we kind of started on a different foot this time and um, man, I just can't recommend doing what helps everybody in your house get sleep after a baby is born highly enough. <laughs> yeah. My postpartum experience has just been like, so much smoother um and so much like um just more peaceful and enjoyable i i don't feel like i really enjoyed postpartum with evie which is really sad um but yeah i it's it's been really amazing to see what a little bit of well a lot of bit of sleep <laughs> will do <laughs> for uh, your relationship with your baby so yeah. Makes a big difference. 10 of 10, do recommend. Well, that's actually part of like what I am nervous about with the next one, God willing. Like, it, like part of the, I guess you could say trauma uh, and why I'm afraid, you know, going into the next pregnancy, whenever that is, that happens. Like, part of it is the postpartum experience. It was rough. Mm -hmm. It was rough. That like yeah. contact napping and all of that for like eight. Uh, like almost nine I think nine months with Calvin like yeah that was that was Ooh. dang hard yeah it's it's not just hard it's like your mental health is literally down the drain yeah I mean I've had like Jude is a really good sleeper but you know he's four months old so he's already had like a couple regressions and here and there and even just going from like I know this sounds so spoiled, but like going from him sleeping all night to like, we had to transition him out of the swaddle and he was waking up two or three or four times a night and generally going down decently easily. But like, even that I could like feel that same feeling I felt with Evie, like mm. bubbling up in me. Like, I, I don't know, I guess if you've experienced it, you know what I'm talking about, but it's just oh, like, yeah. I don't like with Evie, I would say it was like probably legitimately like rage, <laughs> to be honest. Um, this time it's just more like, go to sleep, child, go to sleep. <laughs> yeah. Um, but man, it's not pleasant 
And when you're like deep in it for months at a time, it's like more than just not pleasant. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Sleep is so important. (laughs) We really underestimate it. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, What about you, Amanda? Um, The last few months and getting ready for the new year and all of that. Mm. Well, let's see. Um, I was contemplating moving my kids into the same room, which is so scary. Speaking of sleep. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> but uh, over the last couple of months, I have had an opportunity to go from working, um, you know, I don't know, like a quarter time to working more um, or maybe like half time to working full time for one of my marketing clients. And um, I am really excited about it. It's going to be great. It's a good opportunity, but right now my husband's office desk is right beside mine. So it's not going to work. (laughs) Um, So we transitioned them to the same room. We moved my five-year-old in and took pretty much everything else out of the room. So that is just our sleeping room and just did a lot of prep with the five-year-old and um, made sure that, you know, there wasn't anything to play with in the room and been okay. Like the first night she woke her up a little bit and it took her a little while, you know, 15 minutes to get back to sleep. And um, we figured out, some other things that we had to prep her on, like, you know, don't comfort her in the middle of the night. Cause you're just probably going to upset her, like let her settle. She mm-hmm. doesn't understand settling and that, you know, she'll like, she has dreams sometimes. So she'll like wake up and like scream and literally she's not awake. She'll go back to sleep like five seconds later. It's so freaky. Um, oh. She's not up at all. <laughs> she's just like a night like loud sleeper um creepy <laughs> it's weird and it really wakes me up immediately and i'm like no she's dying and clark is like she's no, asleep she's asleep <laughs> um anyway so yeah prepping on that and it's actually helped my 5 year old sleep better she has less tangles so i know she's getting more solid sleep um, oh, that's great wait which the is transition? fantastic and yeah oh, yeah wow. she's getting more sleep her hair is definitely less tangled. Um, wow. I've noticed. That's amazing. And in the morning, she has school now because when we did the transition, school was out. So she goes to like a half day program and we have to get her up kind of early because it's a little ways away from her house. She's and, in a Montessori school, right? Well, right now she goes to a nature preschool. So it's a forest school. Oh, wow. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> um. She gets to go one more year too. I'm so excited. Um, but yeah, we have to kind of be careful when we wake her up in the morning. We're still working on that, waking her up before um, and not waking up Catherine. That's, oh, yeah. That's still tricky. But, you know, not having like the five year old was already having a hard time being um, going down easily at night because she's just more aware that we're up and not going to sleep. So it's actually helped with that, which is cool. Take it. And now I have my own office and I don't have to, you know, figure out how to not be on a call while, while Clark is also on a call. 
Oh, and nice. we don't have to move, which I really wasn't ready to move yet. I just kind of didn't feel like moving um, to a bigger place to get I an office. Don't blame you. Yeah. Moving is the worst. <laughs> also the best, but also the worst. <laughs> Other than that, um, that's kind of been the biggest parenting thing, you know, Christmas was awesome. I second what Abby said. Um, she's almost two and like the joy in her face, the squeals, mm-hmm. the like second takes when she sees something that she's receiving. Oh my goodness. So adorable. You want to know something funny? So we, I also, I third thought like this Christmas was the absolute best it was so funny seeing him like freak out and like oh like just loving it but now you know we've been moving so all of our stuff is in boxes it's just all of our normal stuff and calvin absolutely since christmas has been like all about opening boxes mm-hmm. and so he's like every time we open a new box he's like oh i want to like i want to help i want to help and he's like over there like and it's he's, christmas and yeah. he, like it's christmas and he's pulling out <laughs> shoes he's pulling out like forks and things like and literally like oh, oh wow like, <laughs> and, like showing me forks and things i'm like oh wow but that's you know, look at that fork <laughs> quality it's it's the best quality oh, fork there calvin <laughs> really good fork yeah. that's, that's funny yeah <laughs> evie was before evie had her birthday in june and then one of her best little buddies had his birthday in october um and so she like ever since june has really been about birthdays oh. and she loves the birthday song and she loves blowing out candles and so we kind of like capitalized on that and told her like yeah like christmas is when we celebrate jesus's birthday like that he was born and all the stuff and and it was so cute like because she was translating everything christmas through like a birthday lens oh (laughs) our advent candles were birthday candles and like jesus was like sharing presents with us and letting us open them and (laughs) it was just so sweet to like see it through her little mind you know because she's so obsessed with birthdays so super cute that's adorable well why don't we kind of cap this off with where we would like to see this season go um i know we've all been crazy busy coming off of the holidays and everything so we don't have this season is not quite as together as the previous season but uh yeah where would we like to see this season go what kind of things do we want to cover well I know we have a few really practical kind of episode ideas a couple of which you know kind of have to do with um what's the word like repairing with your child Mm -hmm. that's something that as Evie's gotten a little older I've been more focused on like researching just because she's a little more aware and you know, when you do lose it with her or your spouse or another member of the family or, you know, they're just more aware of situations that aren't all gumdrops and roses, I guess. Um, Mm -hmm. So that's something I've kind of been focused on lately is just like learning tools for myself to learn how to repair with her Mm -hmm. and also like teaching her to repair with her uh, friends as well so that's something 
I kind of wanted to focus on this season, at least devote a couple episodes to. Yeah, that's a great topic. I think one of the things that has come across my radar over the last couple of months um, in the group and, you know, just having like multiple people message me about this, like, hey, what is what is your stance on this? Like, what is the GP position on this? Is um, how to practically hold boundaries. Mm. And like, I don't know if it's entirely clear for people how to do that. And um, I there, there do seem to be quite a few people um, in pretty chaotic situations and they really don't know how to rein it in. Yeah. Um, and I, I, the hard part with this is that a lot of the time it's starting in the middle, you know oh. what I mean? And like people, what people want is, is like how to like solve this immediate issue right now. And that's really starting in the middle. Yeah. Um, and, and it's about how, like, there's a lot of stuff that goes into it, but I would like to maybe do a couple of episodes on that and particularly about home culture and how to practically uh, work these ideals Mm -hmm. (laughs) into your everyday life and how to work back from a situation that might be, that might be a bit out of control. Um, and what it means to practically hold boundaries so that you prevent those situations and how to de-escalate uh, those types of situations. I think that's a, another big one is uh, people get really caught up in these uh, battles with their kids and, you know, these uh, tugs of war, tugs of will at bedtime and at transition times and even for older ages and stuff. And I think kind of fleshing out what GP looks like practically and what I believe what what it should look like practically um, I think could be really helpful and just for me to to go through. It's really interesting because the thing that I would love to see on the season is kind of a combination of those things and it's kind of the practical and philosophical foundation of transitioning from punitive specifically spanking which is obviously gonna involve you know figuring out how you repair with your kids Mm -hmm. and then understanding that flipping the switch overnight and expecting them to you know respond well to your new gentle parenting practical tools is not really reasonable because they're human beings that have memories and feelings and that needs to be respected you know and the way that you decide, you know, you're changing how you're treating them. Yeah. And they, they need to be involved in the process as, as much as they can, depending on their developmental stage. Right. Yeah. A couple other ideas we had kind of coming down the pipe was um, that, you know, we kind of just have a loose list of running episodes that we want to get to. Um, one that I hope we can get to get it scheduled is, um, having the dads on at some point. Yes. 
Lisa. Uh, believe it or not, we are not a mom podcast. We are not a mom group. <laughs> I mean, we kind there of are. are a lot well, of we moms. are moms, yeah. <laughs> but we really do aim to reach both parents as best as we can. Um, so I think that's kind of exciting. I really um, hope we can get to that one, get that one scheduled. I had forgotten about that. I'm glad you yeah. mentioned that because I'm yeah. excited about that too. Yeah, I think it'll be fun have our spouses on and um just kind of talk parenting in general and is it is it weird that that makes me a little bit nervous too like (laughs) (laughs) no yeah i I think it's a little nerve-wracking oh i'm also like hmm child care well both of us are recording a podcast episode (laughs) right (laughs) you have to like put the guys on here and just let him go just all by themselves and see what happens oh that was hilarious (laughs) actually editing that would be so fun (laughs) that's not a bad idea actually like like we're in charge of editing we could no i'm just kidding (laughs) (laughs) make them say whatever we want that's right Edit out uh, the worst parts. <laughs> at some point, I really, really want to get to our um, our episode on, or a couple, maybe just one. Like, I don't want to be too ambitious here, but our episode on um, on a popular Christian parenting book. Yeah. Choosing which one we're gonna do carefully. Yeah, yeah. we. Um, I think we're we're this is season three or four Four. we're long overdue for one at least on shepherding a child's heart at least i mean that feels like low-hanging fruit to be honest at this point i know Uh, but it's still such a popular book it might be necessary really because there are still a lot of people that recommend that book yeah i think i've said on here before that i was given four copies while i was pregnant the first time oh my gosh that's a record Four. I did not remember you saying that. Holy yep. cow. Four copies. Wow. At a baby shower? What was the context for that? I feel like, why? <laughs> <Yes>. So many. <laughs> yeah, right. A couple of them, I think, were baby showers. One was um, someone I know, like, cleaning out their parenting books and gave me a big stack, which was, like, that and baby wise and teen wise which i didn't know existed oh Oh, wow i've gotta i've gotta see what's in that yeah some creepy book about like the way you are gonna treat my daughter like the whole like gosh you know like the whole cultural like i'm gonna get my shotgun i'm gonna get my shotgun type thing yeah Yeah, it was like that kind of dealio Mm, so lovely just like handed off at church one so day. you had a nice warm fire after that yeah <laughs> yeah my daughter was born in june we had a nice really really hot summer that summer <laughs> a, a beach bonfire yeah that's right <laughs> oh well i have Heard a cop i have a copy of why children matter by doug and nancy wilson oh, that's sitting one one sitting upstairs just waiting calling your name calling yeah. my name that's like first time like i feel like we have i feel like you and i should probably work through the book workbook triggers first and then try to tackle that (laughs) (laughs) i don't know true i don't know if i'm like parent level up yet man that that is so true though i don't know i feel like all of these all of these books are kind of like that for me though i'm like what is wrong with you (laughs) yeah 
Um, Whenever I have to look up something in Shepherding a Child's Heart, I'm just like so triggered. I twitch like big time. Yeah. Oh man. Oh. Yeah. Same. Yeah. Well, talking through that has gotten me like excited to do the rest of this season. Get getting. Get getting. Hopefully we can get our house kind of in order uh quickly so that every evening is not like oh here's two more boxes unloaded you know here's yeah we've got to like ah it's just a lot so hopefully that gets done and i can spend more emotional energy on preparing because i am excited yeah and we actually i just um two girls from my church are switching off every other week, coming to my house on Mondays for a few hours and tending to my children. So I have like rando free time. It's like crazy. (laughs) That's amazing. I know. I like didn't even know what to do with myself. I put away a whole load of laundry fresh out of the dryer and drank a cup of coffee. It was like so hot when I finished it. It was (laughs) incredible actually so I'm really excited about that but that my plan is to use a little bit of that time for podcast stuff so awesome yay all right guys well starting a little late here so I think it's a good place to wrap up it's been fun can't wait till next time we'll see Amanda you might be back with us you might not who knows? Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. Mystery guest. <laughs> Mystery guest. We'll see. Uh, but for now, I guess we'll say goodbye until next time. Thanks so much for listening to Tending Lambs. There's always so much more that can be said. So if you'd like to continue the conversation, please join us in the Tending Lambs Facebook group. We're also on Facebook at facebook.com slash Tending Lambs, Instagram at Tending Lambs, And for show notes, our blog, and other gentle parenting resources, check out TendingLambs.com. If you're a fan of this podcast and would like to help us continue creating content, we now have a Patreon. We'd love it if you would consider supporting us through that platform. As a patron, you'll be supporting the podcast, blog, and entire Tending Lambs community. But not only that, you'll receive lots of fun perks as well. Sign up to support us at patreon.com slash tendinglambs. And as always, until next time.